Hi, good evening. Welcome to Barmy Army podcast number 55. Feeling a little bit left out tonight because my name doesn't rhyme with the other two. I'm joined this evening by Chloe and Zoe. Chloe, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks, Deborah. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Uh, Zoe, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Good. Thank you both for joining me. Um, this evening, we're going to talk very briefly about the game last Sunday. We're going to think about, Zoe, a point that you raised on, uh, you raised with me actually during, uh, just after the fan cams we did last Sunday, about what impact, if any, that might have on our transfer dealings and just anything else that might be around. Okay, and hopefully I'll get my numbers and my details right while we're on air. Uh, good evening to you, Karen. Um, so let's get the, the negative stuff out of the way. Last Sunday away at Brighton, a fixture that some of us had been anxious and a little bit concerned about anyway. Even even had our form been good, even had we been banging the goals in, that's still a fixture that has caused, certainly last year, just didn't get going at all. Good evening, John. Good evening, Mark. But it was a performance that didn't suggest progress. It just, we were back to the performances certainly against City, Arsenal, and to a point, Reading. Chloe, your thoughts on that match? Do you know what? I was disappointed more than anything uh, and frustrated. And, you know, yeah, okay, Brighton has been one of them games that you're a bit apprehensive about. And we built up to it. And, yes, we've had injuries. But we worked. I think I looked at it and seven of our starting lineup were in that squad that played them in the cup, our first ever game, when we were in the championship. And it, you know, it was a dodgy game then, but we we had something about us to pull us through. And on Sunday we just we didn't look interested. We just we looked lethargic, we looked sluggish, we looked a bunch of individuals that had never played together. And that's been the feature of our, certainly since the turn of the year. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's a worrying thing that we as fans have never questioned the commitment of any of the players, whether that, you know, they're our lead ones or the squad rotation players. We know if they bring them in, they will always play for the badge. And something's something's fallen off the pace come come the the new year because you say every game we've played since the new year it's been the same even in the games we've won we've not comfortably won we've scraped scraped through them games and worryingly with you know the teams they were no disregard to them but for for a team of our stature you know and you look at the West Ham game they were down to 10 men for the last 12 minutes of the game and we then all of us thought, okay, now's the time to kick on. Let's go. And we yeah. and we didn't. We we looked scared. We look we looked clueless in what to do. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think anybody would 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 argue with any of your points. Um, Zoe, I'll just come to you in a moment. A couple of more good evenings. Uh, John Fry, John Neville, good evening. Jake, good evening. Ian, you've gone off my gone off my screen. You're there. 
Um, Karen, good afternoon to Karen. Other Karen says we didn't have any rhythm. Sorry, that message has gone, uh, gone past as well. Uh, Sam, good evening. Um, yes, I know you come in peace, so uh, nice to have you here. Jake, as ever, I'm sure this will be a positive podcast. Jake, I can honestly say Sunday's game I know it got you frustrated with some of the performances, so we're going to try and be as positive as we can. Um, Mark follows up from what you're saying there, Chloe, not going to make excuses about injuries. That 11 should still have been good enough to win. Interesting point you made about the first cup, the, 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 our first FA Cup game at their place. There was still a lot of those players on that team. And yes, we won that game 2-0. And yes, they had a penalty that Shiv saved. But actually, you're right. There's still enough quality. No excuses. Zoe, your thoughts on that game? Yeah, I agree. I mean, when I think of that team and I think of the players, yeah, it wouldn't be if we had a full, a fully fit squad, they wouldn't be my first start in 11. But I think about those players and I can fondly think of, of moments of pure skill and, and class that, that I've seen on the pitch from every single one of them, but not a single one had a spark on Sunday. That I mean, I felt in the, the middle of the first half, um, I mean, b before they even you know got, got the penalty, I, I just felt we're not putting in a performance here that's going to win this. This is either going to be a nil-nil or they're going to get a chance that's, that's going to lose it for us, and that's exactly what happened. Um, and you know, I was hoping, I was, you know, I was hoping and praying that we'd bring something good in the second half, as so often we have. But I, I don't even know. You know, I wonder what was said in that dressing room because it wasn't anything that really got them motivated to go out in the second half and deliver a performance. So, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was a very disappointing watch. It's probably the the worst I've ever seen them play, to be honest with you. Um, I just, I just, I, I don't mind losing, but it's that passion, that lack of passion that we saw on Sunday that really gets me. And that I think has been one of our themes, certainly since the turn of the year, that if we lose, we lose, but lose with fight, lose with passion. And this is what Jake says here, no heart whatsoever. Um, that's all I can say. Brighton away is our nightmare away trip. Imagine if fans had been there making the long journey to watch that. But Jake, had we been there, we would have at least had to see the battle between Goose 1 and Goose 2. Um, <laughs> Karen says, we seem to have an issue with our winning mentality. We, mentality just seems absolutely shot at the moment. Um, yeah, can't deny that. Sang, uh, team selection wasn't the problem. Team selection will be the problem in terms of who we've got available. Um, the, yeah, the team were flat. No in, if we had no injuries and played our best squad with the same effort, they would have lost. Maybe, maybe. Okay, Ian, what are you saying to me, Ian? Don't understand what Maria was doing for the penalty. I don't think anybody will. I don't even think she knows what she was doing for it. We had two clear chances, didn't take either. Brighton created nothing, makes it even more frustrating to lose another mistake. Exactly, that's the other thing. So many of, our, of the goals we've conceded, against Arsenal, against City, against anybody really. They're, they're mistakes of our own making. We've not been, certainly, 
in the majority of them, but it's not been a great piece of skill. It's not been the most amazing. Sometimes there'll be goals against your team and you have to just go, you know what? Well done. Brilliant. Well, can't say anything. I don't think we've had that. Um, John Fry, have we signed Goose One yet? I think we're in negotiations, but because Ed's dealing with it, who knows how long that'll drag out for. Ian seems to think the international breaks come at a good time for us for a change. How often do we ever say bring on an international break? Mm -hmm. Blessings. Good evening. Uh, Jake, before he finishes his rant, thinks this was a new low. Mentioned a few times on Sunday just how little Brighton offered. Um, he's seen them play better. Okay. That's what got him. We weren't outclassed. We just didn't want it enough. Chloe, it would be remiss of us to ignore the fact that we had at least, and it was mentioned, two great chances. Yeah, certainly. Jess, one-on-one -on -one with the keeper, shot straight at her. And Millie Turner, the header. I, I, I still, I could watch it a million times over and still never quite believe it's it's not going in the goal. We could have scored both of those. We should have scored both of those. Then the conversation's different. But we're just masking this, correct? We're masking Definitely. the performances. Definitely. There's, you know, you look at the games we have lost and we are creating the chances. We're just not being clinical enough. And it does these, you know, in the Super League, you get fine margins, small moments and moments change games. And if that header had gone in for a it's 1-0. You know, Brighton hadn't created anything to that point. They hadn't created anything after 90 minutes. They got... Well, the penalty, which no one will ever understand what went through ahead at that point. But apart from that, I can't remember Mary having to make numerous saves and thinking, oh, oh, hang on, you know, Brighton are creating something here. Never. And it's frustrating because, you know, they're the easy chances and costly chances come the end of 90 minutes that make the break of, of where your position can be in the, in the table. Absolutely. Um, Mark says that Bryson are one of those teams that can beat teams or get beaten. Certainly their last couple of weeks has shown that. Um, being hammered 5-0 and then beating us. Okay, uh, John Fry, let's not also forget, there was a penalty shout in there. And the foul wasn't given on Kirsty Hansen, yet what looked like the exact same literally seconds later, was given as a foul. So, Jake, I know you say this a lot of the time. If if Mill was more accurate, she could be our top scorer this season. Gets into great positions from corners. Yeah, really should have scored a lot more than she already has this year. Had Jess buried that chance, the game could have been a lot different. Absolutely. Lucy Staniforth said we should shoot more. Yes. Um, Zoe... Our lack of, our inability to be clinical, is that the thing that's really going to be the difference for us this year? Is that the, if we had to say one thing, is that the thing that's held us back this year? Yeah, I think so. And I think the more times that our girls miss, the, the greater knocks to the confidence it has. I think, um, I'm, I'm particularly thinking of Jess Sigsworth here and there's been a few instances earlier on in the season when um, I know she was out injured for a while 
Um, and then she came back and she she had chances. And again, she was shooting them at the keeper. She was shooting them wide. And I just felt like she's not had that game time. She's she's taking too long to make the shot. She's, you know, overthinking it and she's missing. And um and then and then there was one game and I can't remember exactly which one it was and, and she got a goal or she set somebody up and I thought you could just see it the change in her at that point. The rest of the game she played like the Jess Sigsworth that made the difference last season and there was like a spark to it. It, it gave her that boost, that confidence. And I don't know what happened to that after then. Um, but I think, you know, we're not taking our chances. And the more that we don't take our chances, I think the more it gets to them. And, uh, you know, I think after the game, Jess probably would have dwelled on that chance a lot, um, which is sometimes it's, it's not good to do. Yeah, you need to figure out what's going wrong and, you know, train. But at the same time, you need to put it to one side and say, right, on to the next shot kind of thing. Um, so... Yeah, it has been damaging to us this season and I think it's been damaging to the confidence as well. Yeah. Um, we talked about the penalty that wasn't given. I'll come back to your point in a moment, sorry. Um, Ian, resident ref, says, don't get me started on refs. I think we'd like to, actually, Ian. Come on. Um, he does add, though, um, well done to Rebecca Welsh. Good job on Monday in the EFL. Yeah, uh, can't uh, disagree with that as well. Well done to her. Hopefully that will help to raise the level. Uh, in the WSL. God only knows it needs it. Um, thinking about Jess, I know a lot of us on Sunday were really disappointed with that chance that she missed. And there's obviously a fine line as a manager between knowing that you need to give a player minutes, but if they're not scoring when they've got those chances, can you justify giving a player those minutes? maybe the best thing for some of our players right now is the fact they've got these minutes because there are injuries, but are they justifying it? Which brings us on to the question that you asked, Zoe. You asked me about this result now more, more than likely completely takes away our chances of Champions League. Before this match, we were on a tightrope. We were hoping that we could win all of our matches and we needed Arsenal to slip up. Now... Us winning the rest of our games doesn't always... I'm, I'm not wholly convinced about that at this point. So if we're now saying, do you know what, fourth, we'll take... Right, that's where we're going to finish. What does this do for Casey's negotiations? Bearing in mind, she's possibly started discussion with some players a couple of months ago. She's possibly been saying, look, we're pushing for Champions League. We're hoping to get to Champions League. Those conversations have changed now. Chloe, for you, do you think the last couple of months might have actually shifted where Casey's priorities might be as well? Um, I think it'll have opened her eyes a lot more. Mm. I think we, we kind of got a bit giddy, shall we say, in the start we had. We were all in dreamland of, of where we were, positional-wise. But it, the, the matter of fact is we've come crashing down with a bit of a bump. So I think it's definitely opened our eyes a lot more to see that, you know, Champions League was in, in touch and distance, but I still feel we're a bit short in depth. Yes, we've got depth in numbers, but depth in talent, we've we're not there yet. 
do you also do you almost think that there's a point where and this is this might sound really unambitious Casey might actually be grateful for another 12 months to strengthen the the the, the squad before we look at Champions League Chloe yeah and I think she'd come out a couple of you know a couple of weeks ago and said that she she was ahead of where they wanted to be one year um so yeah maybe it is maybe we we all got a bit like i say carried away and actually part of the plan was was another year to build and then progress to the champions league would have been nice to get it now you know the start of the season our performances would have you know we would have been justified a place in champions league um, but because we've fallen off, yeah, I think she'll be grateful for the 12 months. And we've got to be clever on how we how we build. We've got to be reasonable. We've got to take, you know, the the, the loyalty and sentiment out of some of the decisions we make. And we've got to be cutthroat. If we want the Champions League, you make them big decisions. And whether that's in club, with some of the squad we've got, you know, maybe some of the the big names aren't the big players we need and there's better out there and they need to be that cutthroat. If we want Champions League and we want to be consistently in there, they're the decisions they need to make. Okay. Um, Casey, John says, John Fry says that Casey will need to be ruthless in the summer as well as a great negotiator to tempt players to us in the summer. And this taps into something I was listening to somebody saying in terms of how much of a draw is United enough of a draw to get over that not having Champions League thing? We'll come back to that. Um, Ian, so oh, the screen's jumping around here. Um, it, yeah, in Ian's closing remarks on Twitter um, for the BA account, um, he actually said another year to build will be good. We've got to try and take the positives from it, that's for sure. Um, whoa, going crazy here. Um, Sang agrees with you, Chloe, that. Casey's got to be cutthroat. I think that's the theme at the moment that we're saying as fans, get rid of sentiment business now. Um, <laughs> Jake, he still has the WSL table from Christmas saving his photos. <laughs> um, talking about being uh, cutthroat, uh, Sang says that Chelsea didn't start to move forward until uh, Emma Hayes was more cutthroat. Um, Mark agrees with me. At the end of the day, United should be enough of a draw. It would be for us because we're United supporters. And it was for Jackie Gronin when we were still in the championship because she's a United supporter. Is it enough for everybody else? And a very good evening, Namrata. Um, blessings. There was a comment up there that I wanted to get on. My apologies, I missed it. Um, uh, oh, I can't, I'm not sure. Uh, oh, hang on. John Fry saying we need to get rid of maybe four or five and get seven or eight in. Zoe, you're, you asked the question, does this change? What's your thinking about where Casey's thinking might be right now? Yeah, I think, I mean, I agree in, in some respects about the, the extra year can be a bit of a blessing, really. Um, I remember last year um, when the men were trying to get into the Champions League and it, it felt like a bit of a cup final whether we were going to do it or not. And I, and I used to think, what's the point? You know, I, I didn't believe that we were going to get into the Champions League and win it. I thought, we're probably going to embarrass ourselves in Europe again and give ourselves a lot more games. 
and what's the point you know um so sometimes you know i'm I, I can be one of those fans that's you know i know everyone wants champions league but i think you've got to you've got to have a team that's in the right right place if you go too soon it, it's just it just gets in the way i think in some ways however i know it's a massive draw for certain players and therefore it did worry me because I thought, you know, if we if we get Champions League, maybe we'll keep some of the players that I think have been excellent this season before injury. Um, uh, mainly thinking of of our American friends. Um, but um, so it worried me when when now it looks like we're not getting Champions League. What does that mean for keeping them? And then what does it mean for attracting, um, you know, players that are world class from around the world? Um, which is what we obviously want. And will some of those negotiations have, have ground to a halt? And then, you know, we've got a year to build, but can we build if we haven't got the players? Or are we just going to find ourselves in this endless cycle, um, not really knowing how to bridge that gap without that that top quality, um, you know, player that we're, we're missing right now? So, um, so yeah, so... I'm torn at the moment. I'm I <laughs> I'm worried. Um, I can see I can see the uh, you know the draw of having an extra year um, and not getting our, ahead of ourselves and you know not going to Europe before we're ready. But um, it does worry me for the the transfers. Yeah. Um, Sang says it's enough of a draw to come to United, but Casey must cut what she needs to cut to show everyone we have a standard step up or leave. And I think as fans. That's kind of our comment right now. If you're not going to do it and if you're not good enough, be gone. Go. Not fussed. Our sentiment has got, well, for some of us, I dare say. Um, Karen says, United, the name of United was enough to bring Preston Heath, so it should be enough. I think there's other things involved in that deal. And I, and, and I know for a fact that we might not have been their only option in the in England. Um, maybe, we, maybe some of the clubs didn't go for them. I know that there are issues with their negotiations, but using them as an example, it also shows the importance of the infrastructure around the club. The girls have recently moved to Carrington. They've moved away from training at Lee. They've moved to Carrington. Things like that might have a bit of an impact. Namrata, um, <laughs> massive draw for new players. 100% chance of getting injured by New Year. <laughs> this, this reminds me, um, it, it might just be Mark that I'm talking to at this point, but um, Anderson, the Brazilian who used to play for the men's team, had a habit of always getting injured around Christmas and New Year time, which tended to mean that he would go back home to Brazil and come back slightly weightier, clearly having enjoyed his, um, his Christmas and New Year. So, um, hey, there's the deal. Come and join us and you can have January off. Um, Jake says, not too bothered about missing out Champions League. For me, it's form. Yeah, we had it nailed on up until the new year going. Yeah, uh, looked like a shell of a team that was top in December. I'll come back onto that, actually. Um, then he says, we had a very short spell if we got there. Yeah, that's true. Remember Valerenga? Yes, Jake. In our defence, Valerenga were in the middle of their season. But, yeah, we were slightly um, embarrassed at that. Um, and then Sang goes, we have looked flat since the Christmas break. 
Fiona, I know you're in the comments this evening. So um, if you're still with us, I'm going to give you credit because you said on Sunday, I think this was in the social, can you remember, question to both of you and anybody's watching, when did we at any point this season, we're talking about form and our forms dropped off. Chloe, last time we dominated a match for 90 minutes. Never this season. Right. Zoe? I must agree. <laughs> this is the point. That we're talking about our form having dropped off a cliff. Something's clearly changed. But in the context of our performances, actually, we've not dominated from start to finish. Bristol at home, maybe. Maybe, maybe. But other than that... So when we say, John Fry's saying we've never done it this year, when we talk about it, I'm almost tempted to say, when we say our form's dropped off, are we actually thinking, yeah, Namrata's saying Bristol. Um, are we actually saying we're just not getting the results? Nothing's changed. And like I said, we could have scored two goals on Sunday. Jess had her chance. Millie had her chance. Could have got a penalty. We could have come out of that game with a win. Just my thought. Um, <laughs> Namrata, love it. From second half FC to half arsed FC. <laughs> Do you know what? Can't Get it on a flag. Get it on a flag. I mean, I have to say, if somebody can just clip this moment, when they do the thumbnails, I almost want to leave that comment up for as long as possible so that that's the one. Um, Jake says, Everton away, sort of, obviously in the league. We sat back, but it looked like a game plan. Again, only the first half. I think second half, we didn't turn up. And so many of our games, we haven't turned up for 90 minutes. And I don't know whether there's a fitness issue. I don't know whether there's a matter of we've just run out of steam. We're just not able to keep going at the moment. But I'm just going to throw a curveball in there and say, it's not our form that's dropped off. Actually, this is how we've been playing most of the season. We've just ground out the results. Okay. Sam wants to ask us a question. Do you think the team is better than last year? Now, this, brings, this is a good question because I'm going to, Give you all a little bit, give you both a bit of thinking time here. I've asked the question a couple of times on watch alongs, and I've asked it in socials. How many of our players, I'm not going to name names, we're not here to bring anybody down for the people who want to do that, that's up to them. How many of our players have improved from last year? And when we have that discussion, when I've had it with people, we tend to come up with two, maybe three names. That, to me, is slightly alarming. Zoe, how many would you say? Without naming them necessarily. Well, I suppose we can name players who've improved. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> One off the top of my head is Jackie Gronin. Yeah. Um, and, and thinking about that question and thinking about the first half of the season, I would have said definitely. We brought in some new additions that were really making an impact on the training ground and on the field, and they pushed the other players to to fight for the places. And I think I think that's what what was great for Jackie. I think it caused her to to be pushed harder, and um, and you know she's now been quite consistent throughout the season. And we've often named her as 
in the poll as as one of our best players um, in in games regularly. So Jackie has definitely improved. Amy Turner, and and I think that again, I think I think that's the faith that Casey's had in her to you know give her that that captaincy on on quite a number of occasions. And I think she always plays better when she is. She, I mean, she still made a few mistakes. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. There's the, you know mm. there's, there's been costly mistakes um from our back line at times but I do think that she has improved as for the others and and what I think in terms of, of the game last week is because partly because we can't always blame injuries but partly because of these injuries you know we say oh well if they make these kind of mistakes should they be dropped well yeah they should but who do we bring in so they they kind of know that for the next few weeks they're guaranteed game time. It doesn't matter how, how how badly they play. They're not being pushed. And we've said about about Mary, we need to bring somebody in to push Mary. Now we've got a whole team that that needs somebody behind them to to you know to scare them and to to push them on. And uh, currently we we don't have that. And I think that's what's been our problem in the second half. They've all sort of sat back and yeah, they they don't look like they've improved from from last year. Yeah, and one of the comments that's gone off the screen was from Fiona, who said, um, we actually had more luck in the last calendar year. And I can't deny that. I'm talking about our form. That might be one of the big differences. But the injuries, yeah, you're absolutely right, Zoe. Players aren't now being pushed. Most of the comments seem to be uh, in agreement that Jackie, I think everybody's named Jackie as, as one of our more most improved players. Amy T's up there as well. Um, a lot of people naming Leah. Um, Namrata makes the point that Leah was getting goals this season. She added that to her game. Certainly, after watching that Arsenal game, the amount of space that LJ had on the left, I could only I could only dream of what Leah might have been able to do. Um, Sang says that Leah was our best defensive force by far. Ah, here's some good news. Leah's posted tonight. She's back on the pitch. Let's hope her recovery goes well. Um, Tooney's been named as well. Um, What's Jackie saying? Uh, Leah, most until injury. Jackie, levels above, absolutely. Uh, and John Fry says, uh, two young keepers. Uh, certainly Emily Ramsey's out on loan. from Bentley's there. But you can't imagine Mary being pushed. Um, Sang also says, let's not forget Hayley Ladd. Chloe. Who's improved? How many are we naming? Um, I would say probably two or three. Mm. Um, do I think the team's better than last year? No. Um, worryingly, no. I think they would have had had another season under their belt and they should have started to have kicked on. Um, but they haven't. And I actually think some people have taken a step back. Um, and I think Zoe was right. They're not being challenged and they've become complacent. And I think that's a, that's had a massive impact is that, yeah, we, you know, they can have a bad game or they're not hitting the target or they're missing. But like, you get, you know, who, who are we going to bring on? We're pretty sparse. And that's, you know, do we then start taking the risk and bringing the, de- the development side into it? Um, and that'll be interesting to see. Now, whether that's what happens with the last remaining games. Yeah, yeah. I think because of the bubbles, it's slightly more difficult to interchange. But certainly, we've had Carrie Jones and Tara Bourne on the bench. They've been in 
training with the, with, with the first team squad um, for, well, certainly, I think since the turn of the year, if not slightly before. So there's every chance that they're going to be included. Um, Carrie Jones did get on uh, against, I want to say, Villa. Um, someone will correct me if I'm wrong. But we're talking the very, very end of a game. Um, are we thinking then, from what we're saying, that the bigger issue with injuries, yes, you're losing players, but you've then got your squad players, if that's what we're calling the players who've been elevated to first teamers at the moment. Actually, the bigger issue is that those squad players, they're comfortable. They don't need to worry about losing their place next week. And actually, that's the bigger impact of the injuries. Yes, losing Leah, losing Tobin, losing Russo, losing players of their quality, you're never going to be able to just go, yeah, fine, not a problem. But actually, you've then got the players coming in instead of them going, yeah, well, I'm good for at least half a dozen games. And if I'm a bit, a bit off it, who cares? I'm going to play next week as well. Zoe? Yeah, definitely. I think, I think that's a big part of our problem. And, um, and it, you know, it pains me to say that because as fans, we want to we want to see that passion and we want to see that drive. And but I mean, I I think I go back to it a lot. And that that City game where we were two 0 down and we came back, and and we could have won that. We we drew in the end. But that team that we saw in the second half of that game, that was worlds apart from what starts against Brighton or or what comes out of the second half against Brighton. And I just think. What what what's changed so drastically in us that we can't find that passion and that drive to 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 go out and get that win and and to prove that the you know these girls these girls should know that next season is fast approaching and Casey won't have plans for them. So go and show her that she's wrong. Go out there and fight for your place, even though it's not being challenged right now. It will be challenged next year. So go out there and 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 play like you really want to. And and I, but yeah, I think injuries has just, like you say, got them complacent because no one's there challenging them, and they're going to be named in in the squad in in two weeks' time. So what what does it matter? But they need to think long term, I think, and think about next year. Do they still want to be playing for Manchester United or or do they not? So um, yeah. It, it saddens me, but I think that's where we're at at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, some really good points. And, and unfortunately, I'm just going to apologise now. There's some really great points that I'm just not able to keep up with. But thank you for everything that's coming through tonight. Um, some of our squad players just aren't good enough. I think we're seeing that at the moment. Certainly, if we're looking at top three, if we're looking at Champions League. And there was a comment about, I think it was Jockey who said, we, we need to strengthen because Everton are going to strengthen. So instead of looking that way, we've got to be careful behind us as well. That's another element here. Namrata, injuries also mean the same players have been playing week in and week out and are probably tired and out of ideas. Yeah, these are the things we, we forget. But then goes on to say, the team that scored the winning goal against Arsenal at Lee was almost the same as that against Brighton. So what's the difference that makes the difference? As somebody once used to chant at me. Um, Sang says fatigue might be a factor. Chloe, that's, I mean, this point here, what's the difference then? Mentality. Confidence. 
Um, and yeah, judging on the last few performances, I would say fatigue setting because they do look sluggish. They do look sluggish and they look out of creativity. And you look at them games and you think, maybe earlier on if then the season, if we had that game with the team that started against Brighton, they'd have grinded something out. They'd have worked together. They'd have been that flash of spark. Whereas throughout that game on Sunday, there was never, for me, never a point where I thought, yeah, we'll turn this around. We could have played another 90 minutes and I don't think we'd have scored. We could That's how I now. found. Yeah. We could have until now. We, ain't, we, we weren't scoring in that game. No. Because of the creativity and the mentality, it was just slow and and passive. We, you know, I'd, it's, it's, it's gone very narrow for me as well. We, you know, mm-hmm. Kirsty Hansen isn't slow, isn't sluggish. But she seemed to struggle as well on Sunday to beat the players. Occasionally she did it for the penalty. Knock, run, bye, I'm gone. You know, didn't get the penalty. Okay. But that was maybe once in that for in you know in that game. She she was doing it constantly every time she got the ball at the start of the season. So what's changed from then to now that it's very narrow passive play rather than you know intensive attacking? Is it the fatigue that they're having to play because of the injuries? I don't know, but you know I think we keep coming back to it. And mentality is a big big thing. And one of the things we've talked about, I know I've gone on about it, ad nauseum, I've probably bored everybody, is that last season didn't complete. It didn't finish. We don't know what it takes to finish a Super League season. And I have said, I will go on the record with this time after time. We were struggling in the turn of the, we were were struggling from January of last season. And it was the Everton result when Leah came back that actually kept us in fourth, and that's how the season finished. But I've said it, had the season carried on, I'm not convinced we'd have stayed in fourth. Anyway, so in some respects, we're still learning, and we still don't know how to pace the season. Um, Sam comes back in with another question. Feels like a Q&A of a different time, <laughs> If Champions League's a goner, how would you feel about Casey blooding the youngsters less than have an evaluation of sorts? Fourth or sixth, who cares? Hmm, I'm not sure I, think, I fancy uh, dropping down from four, but we'll come back to that one in a minute. Again, Namrata picks up a great point. Since the start, uh, first half of the season, no pressure. Absolutely. You could see it in the players almost. They were enjoying it. There was a, there was a joy. There was a lightness since the new year. Pressure of being first and then to get to the Champions League. Players and experience showing. Again, this is another thing we've talked about completely. The experience within our squad, and certainly we talked about this after the West Ham game. And you look at that second goal. The second goal we scored ultimately came down to two world-class players knowing what to do in situations, not losing their heads and just running around. And, you know, when you see kids, when they just gravitate towards the football, you <laughs> saw two players who knew because they played, because they had that experience. I don't think we've got that in the rest of the squad at times. Um, John Neville says we need one more win to make sure we finish above Everton. Absolutely. Then let's blood the youngsters. Um, Namrata, absolutely. Sixth means being behind Willie Kirk and Reading. Never going to fly. 
<laughs> we do it the United way. We'll play the kids, but we'll we'll finish four. Thank you. Um, in our defence, looking at other newcomers to the league in recent years, Spurs, West Ham, and Villa. Things are far from perfect at those three clubs. Maybe we are a bit high. Do you know what, Jake? Great point. Great, great point. The flip side of that is we're Manchester United. And that brings with it its own expectations. But we came up with Spurs. And I think Matt Beard, did he say this week or last week that if not for them being gifted the three points from that result against Birmingham, they'd be in the relegation zone. And that's even with, come on, Jake, even with the queen of football, Alex Morgan, having played for them for a few months. I know you're a massive <laughs> fan, Jake. So the Spurs, West Ham, take out that result the other day. They're in trouble. I think they're probably safe now, unfortunately. And Villa. And Villa came up with all of these promises. Enya Luco was, was really pushing things for them. And they're in trouble. Are we harsh? Are we harsh, are we? Yeah, I think we are, yeah. Um, and uh, just just touching, though, on the, the fatigue point again, though, um, and, uh, you know, my comment about what's the point of getting Champions League might come across that I'm disrespecting the Champions League, which I'm not at all. Um, but, you know, so often in men's football, we hear managers complaining about congested fixtures and everyone's tired and all the rest of it. If our team is struggling to complete a WSL season when they, they don't really like, let's be honest, we don't really have any other cups. I mean, yeah, we've got FA Cup coming up, but we haven't. Uh, we soon crashed out of uh, the Conti Cup. We've only had the WSL to focus on and we're fatigued. Um, and that's my point about what's the point of getting Champions League football when you can't properly finish a WSL season. Um, you know, you're just adding fixtures that, that, like you say, we don't have the, we have a lot of inexperience in our squad, and I don't think I think they need the the more experience in the WSL first before we go to Champions League, and so uh, I just wanted to touch on that point. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, yeah. I think people realise that we don't want to be embarrassed, we don't want to be disgraced. So yeah, I think that's where you're coming from a little bit with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, we are harsh. We're 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 new to this, as you say, and um, the teams like we came up with Spurs, and they're you know then they're, they're not at the at the level that that we are right now, and um, you know we've we've done really well for ourselves, and like Casey says, we're ahead of target. Maybe we just need to not get ahead of ourselves when we you know obviously we we all took that screenshot at Christmas, um, and uh, got ourselves a little excited, but. I think we need to put that out of our mind and um, just just be happy with, with what we've got and think where we were, you know, two years ago, um, a newly formed side. And, um, you know, it, it's great what we've done. So. Yeah, can't, can't absolutely agree. Um, I'm just, I've been pulled up. Sorry, Fiona corrects me. Jackie is the queen. <laughs> so, um, but then Jake comes back and says he was a massive fan of BT showing every game in the hope that Alex Morgan would play. And getting disappointed every time. We weren't disappointed, Jake. Come on. We saw some cracking action shots of hot water bottles. Come on now. Um, <laughs> and Sang says that we, um, we we dish it out a bit on Jake. I, I think it's more of an appreciation alongside Jake, certainly. Of, um, we, 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 we go in harder on other people, Ian. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> 
yeah, you know, we're not harsh. We're Man United. We should always aim high. Absolutely. This is the thing I was saying. We're Manchester United. We do things differently. We do have high expectations. United could start a tiddlywinks team next week. I still expect them to go and win their league. That's just my mentality. Um, Jake's not letting this one go. We need to sign Alex Morgan. Domestic travel, travel confirmed, if so. We're even going to win competitions that have been concluded or we're not in anymore. Absolutely. Um, Jockey hopes he doesn't jinx it, but he feel, he's got a feeling for a good FA Cup run. To be honest with you, it's only one, maybe two matches this year, so we can do it all over again next year anyway. Um, Ian, yeah? You know it, right? Um, <laughs> John Fry says it here. Um, it's because we're winners and we hate losing. Fiona says, in terms of tiddlywinks, is this another sport for Mark to watch? Do you know what it would be? It would be another sport for me to try and get tickets for to go and watch some live action soon. Because quite frankly, that's where my head is. Um, I did disgrace. I'm going to be honest about this. I disgraced myself before we came on air because they've announced in the UK that some of the test events that are going to have crowds, um, the announcement today was that the World Snooker Championships that bastion of excitement and edge of your seat drama. They're going to have a full crowd. Indoors, this is. They're going to have a full crowd for the final. And I was under the impression that because it's being held in a theatre, that there will be a sizable crowd. Um, 980 seats. Not quite a sizable. But it does mean 980 people sitting next to each other indoors. Hopefully, the return of games isn't that far off. Um, unfortunately, I think it's coming too late for the women this year, but um, full hopes for next year. Absolutely, John Fry. Who wants to go and watch snooker anyway? I actually have to say, after being starved of live action, if somebody said to me, here's a ticket for the, for the snooker, I think I'd even refuse that right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, what's Jake saying to me here? Could be worse. We could be a huge name in world football and got relegated last season and be stuck in the championship for another season. Ooh. And you know what else, Jake? The men's team could be imploding. Fancy that. <laughs> oh, things you love to see. Um, We've got four, maybe five games left of the season, depending on whether they play the, is it the fifth round of the FA Cup. I get completely confused with the FA Cup because as far as I'm concerned, if we're not completing it in a season, it doesn't happen. What they did last season into this season, nah, not having it. So we're due to play the fourth round. And if we get through that, we don't even know who we're playing yet. If we get through that, then we they might play the fifth round this season or not. Depends. But as Sang says, the good news is at least they're not going to decide it on coin flips, as was once suggested. So there's three league games left, um, if I got my numbers right. Chloe, thoughts for those last three games? What do you want to see and what do you, what, what do you think you'll see? What I think I'll see, I don't know, because I think the games will be comfortable and then they keep surprising me with... with another disappointing performance but um no i, I want to see some confidence back in them some you know fast flowing united confident style of play um and a and a nice win after the international break because that worries me we have an international break and we never do good after international breaks we're always sluggish and slow um 
so normal as we are yeah. right now then yeah yeah so yeah, I, I think they'll be tough you know the last three games will be tough i'm not i'm not saying you know on paper they you know we sh will come away with all nine points i'd like nine points mm. i'd hope for nine points um but they're they're tricky games and I, I just hope for for the girls sake that they they can pull themselves out of this rut because this is the trickiest period they've had since we formed yeah, yeah. um it's our first one it's our first tricky you know our yeah. tricky bad spell and it, it comes with a badge you you'll have the pressure you know if we have one loss two loss all of a sudden it's crisis point um because of the badge that that they wear um so yeah i'm hoping for a confident performance to bounce back from the international break yeah definitely um i think it was john fry who reminded me that it um if we do play the fifth round of the fa cup don't need to worry about the draw because we'll play city that'll already be done um sang um help me out there it's tottenham bristol and everton uh tottenham and everton at home bristol away okay so that's that john fry says nine points nothing less uh sang says in regard of the everton game could get postponed again <laughs> but it's at our place so hopefully that one will be okay um it's also the last game of the season jake no motivation for the players now champions league qualification is highly unlikely they've got to motivate themselves the final few games will tell us a lot about our players Motivation for some of them might be a new contract. Can Abby McManus play against us? I'm guessing no. She's out on loan. Don't want to. I don't know if that's certain. Um, Namrata says exactly what we're all thinking. Just want to see Tobin and Russo back on the pitch at least once. Definitely. Um, Zoe, your thoughts on these last three league games? Well, I agree that they're tough now. Um, I remember being sat here a few weeks ago and we were saying, oh, yeah, we can win all these games. Arsenal might be tricky, but we'll take something from it and uh, look what happened. Um, so I'm not I'm not taking anything for granted. I think, you know, Sang might have had a point earlier about youngsters. Maybe, maybe that's what we need. Maybe throw a couple on and, and see how they do because... I think they'll bring the passion um, that we're not seeing from the rest of the team. So it might be the difference. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was saying that I was thinking that Bristol should be comfortable, but you know, we, we've, we've been there and, and had problems with them before. And, uh, um, but Everton is the, the key for me. I think that's the one that, that worries me the most um, is that Everton game. Um, but like you say, I just want them to get out there and show some fight. Um, Jake made a good point about not having the motivation, but like you say, they, they need that motivation to prove that they should be playing for Manchester United going forward. And if they're not willing to, you know, um, pull something out of the bag, then, um, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to get sentimental about any of them. So, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, they need to fight for, for, for the places now. Absolutely, yeah. No sentiment's gone out the window, unfortunately. Um, in terms of can Abby Mack play against us, I think I get a definite no. Um, Raf tells me that I'm correct, always nice to hear. Um, Fiona says that we need to keep the pressure on Arsenal, absolutely. Going back to Abby Mack, she's apparently been poor for Spurs. I've only seen her play once, and 
Yeah, she was. John Neville then asked the question, Rambo was on the bench against us for West Ham. It's different for keepers. I think because she was an emergency loan and I think because it's keepers and emergency loans, yeah, I think there is a slight difference in that. I don't think she could have been first choice unless I suppose that was all they had. Um, in terms of the Bristol game, they're fighting for their lives. We also have to go to their place. Never going to be the best pitch. <sighs> Blessing says, just want to see a good performance, don't we all, more than anything, a little more clinical and the passion. I think we all just want to end the season on a high. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, Sang seems to say, well, that one's jumped. We had Chelsea loan players play against us against Birmingham. Ian, I'm correct again. <laughs> Keepers are different. That much I do know. Um, yeah. So, three league games. I'm taking out the FA Cup game, mainly because we don't know who we're playing and we will be playing a team. To me, it's almost a match we can't win because unless we go out there and win 10-0, there's going to be a disappointment to it because we should roll a team over at that level. We should comfortably win that game. Anything less is a disappointment. And knowing that we're not clinical, it's not going to be 10-0. Um, so, yeah, that's why I'm taking out the um, the FA Cup game. Sorry, just pausing for a minute, just to catch him on a couple, of, um, a couple of messages. Jake says, in terms of the Bristol game, we need to keep an eye on Ebony. Um, not feeling overly confident. Oh, come on, Jake. We always relied on you to be – this is what this year has done to – we have Ian, who's now been the Ian bot. So there's like the, the, the Ian robot that's kept in, in the cupboard. There's now depressed Jake. That's what lockdown and this season has done to him. Not feeling overly confident about that now. Matt Beard has really got them going. You never know. Again, it's one of those we should. We should be winning comfortably. Fiona says it here. The performances now are about pride. Yeah. Um. Now, Marata just mentioned about Birmingham before, and I don't know if anybody's seen this. I'm just going to jump onto it very, very briefly, but there's an article about Birmingham, and, yeah, it's disgraceful what's going on with them. There's questions about their licence. I always ask the question, why have we got to April with concerns over their licence? There were issues with them back in September. Someone's got to answer questions there, but... Um, that's the league we're in. And as far as we're all concerned, this Sky deal cannot come quickly enough to hopefully bring up the levels. Jake says he's usually up Mr. Optimistic, but Sunday was a big slap of reality. Let's be honest. Jake's not been the same since a certain person went back home to the States. <laughs> I'm just saying, Jake, we know it. Um, so three league games left. I think we just want something to hold on to. Now, Marata asked the question, could Jackie score her first goal in the effort? Now, do you know my theory here? She's not even going to play that game. Jackie is not going to play that cup game on a boggy pitch, risk injury. Remember, Jackie's first goal is going to come off 15 different body parts, off her back, off her backside. She won't know anything about it. And we'll all celebrate it wildly. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
Sorry. Just going back to Birmingham, Jake says he can see another Yeovil-like situation where they just, yeah, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, we'll be very surprised if they're a WSL team come next season. Yeah. Never mind Jackie Gronin. We think um, Carrie Jones will play, which will make Jake happy. Um, I, I would suspect that cup game, you're going to see both Tara Bourne and Carrie Jones at the very least, and basically whoever else is fit. I think Fran Bentley could get a starting goal and whatever else. That could be a nice afternoon for us to watch the girls and just chill for a bit, but hey, who knows? Um, Chloe, I'm thinking of end of the season, beginning of next. And I've asked this before, but I've not asked it of you guys. One name, if we could sign one player... Who do you want it to be for next season? Can it be a re-signing yeah, of a current yeah. player? Go on. I want Heath to stay. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. We've got to start with him for them two first and then work outwards. You know, there's no question, you know, her passion her leadership, you know, she's been out injured, but I don't think she sat down in the stands. She's constantly up. She's like an assistant manager to Casey and she's a mentor to the younger ones coming through. And I think that's a big thing. Um, so I think the contract for, for her first would be my first point of call. And then we bring in the players. And quite frankly, I think any, any position we need more players in. So, uh, I, I, I think, yeah, I think the re-signing of, of Heath first um, is is the for, first and foremost for me. Yeah, I'll come to you in a moment, Zoe. Um, Namrata said that uh, Jackie's first goal is going to come in front of a packed Stretford end. I'd take that. Um, <laughs> a shout for Esther Gonzalez. Uh, it's a name that Nat um, mentioned to me some time ago, actually, so I've been keeping an eye on her. She's um, She's getting goals at the moment. So uh, she's one to keep an eye out on. Uh, John Fry wants a pacey, tall centre-back. We've got one of those. She just needs to step it up again. Um, Zoe, one name. Who do, you want us to, who do you want to see in a red shirt next year when we all get back to go to games? <laughs> well, I mean, I agree with Chloe in, in a lot of ways. There's certain players that I, I just want to keep, really. And, uh, of course, we start with Heath. Press, I think the best is still to come for press for us. Um, and and there and and with Heath, it's like you say, um, her impact on the on the training ground and on the touchline. I'd like to see her finish her career at United and go into the the coaching side of it here. I think that would be a really nice career move for her. <laughs> Just planning a life for her. But um but yeah so um that that'd be my priority. Also one name that we haven't really mentioned tonight is Lauren James and I know some people have been um a bit critical of some of her performances this season. I know she's struggled with injury a lot and looks like she's injured again but there was people sniffing around Lauren James at the end of last season and I think that's that's one person we can't afford to let go because I think the minute we do she's going to come back and punish us <laughs> so um again for me it's about holding on to players um in terms of new signings I mean I'm not going to say anything because I was convinced Harder was going to come to United last year and uh, 
she went to Chelsea instead. So I'm not going to say any names because that, that'll just jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. A lot of people have said about Heath and Press. We'd love to see them stay. Um, Karen mentioned uh, Ingrid Engen. And I think that's another one that we'd love to see. Um, mentioned Fidelphi and Cascarino. Um, Boarisa, what happened? I'm told maybe yes, maybe no. So, yeah. I'm told it does happen. It's the summer, I think. But don't hold your breath. <laughs> Basically, who knows? That one. Uh, even Navarro, Bunny Shaw, Ingrid Engen. Yes to all three, I think. Um, touching on what you mentioned there, Zoe, about LJ's injuries, a lot of them this year. That can often be an issue. That can often be a reason as to why players aren't kept um, or why nobody wants to buy them. Phil Jones, for example. Um, Sang seems to think Boerice is still happening. Um, yeah. And Vincent says, as long as there's no more ducks coming onto the pitch. To be honest with you, probably our best performers last week. Um, yeah, nothing more to say about that. <laughs> Chloe, Zoe, do you know, I, I have to tell you, I've managed it. I thought to myself, at some point, I'm going to mangle your names. I'm just going to leave it there and say, I think I've done all right tonight. Um, oh, hang on. Jake just wants the last one. Uh, he needs to come up with a few names. Then Casey must avoid them. His recommendations aren't exactly superstars. <laughs> Never let it be said, Jake, that you don't, you know, you've got a lot of love for the underdog and we appreciate, we appreciate that. And Fiona says, Goose One deserves long-term contracts. I think you're all, you're all sleeping on Goose Two. Honestly, Goose Two for me had the performance of the match. Um, Chloe, Zoe, thank you very much for joining me this evening. Really, really enjoyed it. Thank you to everybody for the comments uh, and, and for watching. Mark's back next week. Uh, I think Ian's joining him. Don't know who else. So um, we can all put comments in about Jane Ross hat tricks and twenty pounds, um, so that'll be fun next week. Um, until then, oh, named it. There you go. That's the name for next year. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you all very much for joining us. Um, keep well, keep safe, look after yourselves, and um, hope to see you all again soon. All right, take care. Bye bye.